tell you one thing, if another green man pops out of me, I'm shooting first and asking questions later. They're coming to get you, Barbara. You are on the verge of destroying the entire universe. You're listening to Creeps in the Night with Sam and Logan. <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode 6 of Creeps in the Night. Sit back, pour your poison of choice, grab your favorite pillow girlfriend and snuggle up. It's Logan Marks. And Sam Baxter. So what'd you do this week? Anything exciting? Uh, you know, besides being busy with work, I actually watched that autobiography, Val, that movie... It was a oh, biography, autobiography is a book, obviously, but but the movie, <laughs> the movie Val. So I actually read the book, Val Kilmer. You remember him, right? You, oh, okay. There's actually a book? There, he actually did a book called, remember he was uh-huh. in Tombstone? Remember he was, uh, um, he always used to say, I'm your Huckleberry. Remember he was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. He did have a book. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. He was in, uh, God, what was that character's name? I'm going to feel stupid if I'm not thinking about it. Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. That's right. He was Doc Holliday. God, I haven't seen that movie for so long. And remember, he used to say that, you know, he was real fast and he had yeah, tuberculosis and stuff. So, yeah, he, he did. So, he that's what his book's autobiography is called, I'm Your Huckleberry. So, I remember reading that when it came out a few months ago. And, you know, it was it was good because it kind of gave some insight. So, I'm, I'm going to, you know, when to- Top Gun came out, remember when Top Gun came out? You know, we were pretty young. Yeah, remember, I, I remember would, watching it, but I don't really remember that much about it because I haven't watched see, it since I was a kid. I see, I liked it, and I saw it quite a bit of times. And I remember I didn't like him because remember he was like Tom Cruise's enemy. Remember mm-hmm. they were against each other, and he was a dick, and they were you know they were cocky, whatever. And you know as a kid, I, it played into like ah, I'm, I'm Team Tom Cruise, you know I'm all stupid. Mm-hmm. And so I always, I always kind of um, didn't like him for that reason, and and that's that's not even a real good reason anyway. You know it's just it's just characters in a movie. So as time went on, you know, he's done other movies and stuff, and I watched some of the stuff, and I've always kind of had that, you know, Iceman. That was his name on the in the in the movie of Top Cruise. That was his call name was Iceman, mm-hmm. and I always kind of hated him. And but I thought, you know, as time went on, and then this book came out. Remember, he got the throat cancer a few years ago, and yeah. it was all hush hush. He didn't want to tell anybody, and 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 so I never really knew what was going on. And so I read his book, and it talked about how he got married. You know how he had a couple kids, and you know his land. It kind of gave him more insight. The type of person he was, he was really he's really big into Christian Science, which mm. to me that's a black mark. But well, it's another story anyway. But <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's just you know he's got faith in something, which is fine. You know, he he had a hard life. You know, it seemed like he was, you know, really talented and and you know really cared about acting and stuff. And it talked about, you know, he talked about some of his movies. And remember the Island of Doctor Moreau? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that, Marley, thing was, Marley, that thing was like crazy garbage, but I liked it. It was. It was. <laughs> it was trash. You know, Marlon Brando was, that was one of his last movies and he was like super overweight and they were saying like he didn't really know his, 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 his lines. lines or, yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember, I heard it was just a big old clusterfuck. It was, yeah. Yeah, they fired the original director and, and so, you know, you kind of, and he talked about it a little bit in his, in his book and, and you read some like, you know, bio things about Val Kilmer and they're saying that he was really hard to work with on that movie. People said, because that's when he got served his divorce papers from Joanne Whaley, that was his wife. And so, you know, I was kind of like, man, is this guy had it hard? And so, and you watch the, 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 the movie he had Val and it's, and it's pretty interesting because he, over his whole life, he was always had a camcorder on. And he was always like recording things, like you know, behind the scenes stuff and movies, and talking about it. And in the book, they talked about he had a younger brother, and the younger brother was really like artistic, and he was like really big into directing. That's why he was doing a lot of like acting when he was younger, is because his younger brother was like had all these ideas, 
just kind of like how it reminded me how you are, Logan. Like, remember when we were younger, you used to have all these ideas, and we we do like, hey, let's write this and let's do like scenes like this, and that's how that's how he was, mm. the younger brother, and he was. And Val would just kind of act in it. And then Val, like, started liking it. Like, hey, this is great. I like doing this. And so, unfortunately, like, the younger brother ended up dying, you know, oh. having a seizure and stuff when he was, like, 16. So, you know, it was, you know, th- there's been a lot of heartache in the family. And I'm not going to talk about the whole autobiography. But it was just really interesting. And it was cool because his voice is still really raspy and it's really bad. Mm-hmm. But his son, Jack, narrates it. And his son almost kind of sounds like him. So it almost kind of sounds like he's telling the story. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It is. It is cool. Yeah. His 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 ex-wife's in there, you know, has has footage from, you know, like just recently, like his mother dying and, you know, his, his ex-wife, Joanne, coming back, you know, because, you know, that was her mother-in-law for many years. And it was it was it was interesting and you know heartbreaking and things like that and i and i and it gave me a different perspective on him because like i said i always had that stupid mentality like you know he's an asshole ice man you know from, from top yeah, gun and again i don't know that. yeah and i was like it's so stupid like why i just, I I just remember way? him from like a real genius movie he was good in real genius yeah. that was good <laughs> <laughs> i remember that, that guy's so cool yeah exactly coins on his finger and yeah Super intelligent and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I was, I was, I remember liking that movie when they made that <clears throat> when they had that laser beam going, going, yeah, the and like blow up all that popcorn. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that that's was, I, that I was, was, that's what I remember him mostly from that from that movie. Real genius. You know what's weird is I never saw Real Genius back in the eighties. I barely saw it like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it. Like everyone would talk about it, I never saw it. And you know, I saw millions of movies, and I don't know why I never saw it. I'm just, I don't know. I maybe I had that stupid feeling like, like you just didn't like nice him. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I must have been. <laughs> but I know, stupid me. But I mean, you know, his movies in the last few years, he's still been in movies. And I wonder if, well, we were talking about it earlier. You said that his voice gets dubbed over, you think? I think it does. I, I haven't really seen any of it. I just heard. This is something I heard from, okay. from like a different podcast that some of us mentioned. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know if it's true or not. Hey, yeah. if it's on a podcast, it must be true. Yeah, it has so. to be true because that's, yeah. that's all, that's all <laughs> it's you get. It's on a podcast. Yeah. podcast. Exactly. No, it was it was good. I I you know, I recommend it. And he's still he's still puttering on, you know, he he had his throat cancer and he's gotten through it so far and he's still going and he's you know, he's not giving up, which is good. You know, it's it's uh it's it's worth a watch, I think. And again, yeah. I gave him a second chance. So I think anybody was, could check it out and enjoy it. So it was worth it. Yeah. I'll have yeah, to check it out. Amazon Prime. I've had other people um Tell me to watch right. that movie and yeah. recommend it to me. So, and they they too they loved it too. So I'm I'm gonna have to watch it. I've been mm-hmm. kind of holding off on it because I don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna go. And I really like in that in the mood to see somebody you know if they suffer they suffer. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I've been well, trying to watch a lot of comedies lately. All right. So Anything good? I did. I did find this one show. I thought it was pretty funny. It's called a uh, Reser- Reservation Dogs. And dogs. it's on uh, FX. Okay. But it's basically these these four kids that live on the reservation. And they're they're you know they oh natives. They're, they're natives. You know they're from the tribe and. Okay. And it's 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 pretty much like their lives and how they grow up. Uh, or not how they're basically growing up, but it's their lives and and all the shit that they have to go through, just like regular teenage stuff. But uh-huh. you know, it's just their kind of version of being on the res. And okay. And living their life, and it's pretty. It's pretty funny. They like all of them have like really great characters. Like everybody's, everybody's like amazing, and like they're all great actors. Um, mm-hmm. They they play their characters well, and it's funny because I I live on the res, and I see some mm-hmm. of these guys, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. 
Yeah, I know. We grew up on the. I was gonna say that we grew up on the res, man. Well, yeah. So we know how that. Yeah, we've seen a lot of people. We've had friends. Yeah, so that's pretty. And, and it's true. It's like it's a it's a rough it's a rough life, and these guys are just living trying to live their lives. You know, trying to basically a lot of them are are into crime, and they're mm-hmm. just and the reason they're they're doing this is because one of their one of their uh, friends had died, and so they're okay. like, hey, we we need to get out of this. This place is gonna kill us. Yeah. So they're so there's they're living like a kind of a life of crime right now and they're and they're in their teens. And basically they're doing this so they can save up enough money to go live somewhere else where you know somewhere yeah. nicer, somewhere you know Get they, out they of can, this. yeah, somewhere they have more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And but while this is happening, um one of the main characters, he's he's like uh he's having like visions. And okay. these visions are basically telling us like, "Hey, you're you know you're a warrior. You gotta you know you can't be stealing and doing all this shit. You gotta you you know you're better than that. I kind of be proud. Be, yeah, be proud of your heritage. And yeah, be you, proud of your heritage. Be disappointing. Yeah, you, you got to be a leader. Basically, you know you're not gonna mm-hmm. be a chief without you know without without you know standing up and doing with doing the right thing. And you're not sure. you're not pulling it off right now. But it's pretty funny the way that, the way he does it because like the. Cause they come back, it's like this Indian guy, and he's like, well, you know, it's like, he's like, he's like, are you a great warrior? He's like, well, no, I, but I, I, I fought in like the Battle of Custard, and he's like, well, did you, did you like do anything good? He's like, no, I pretty much died when the horse like landed on me when we tried to do a jump. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a warrior. Yeah, he was like a one. shitty warrior, but he was like, he yeah, was like, I'm here, you know. So like, yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Like I, I, I really enjoyed it. There's, I mean, there's only like a. There's supposed to be like Five ten episodes, episodes right? but they're they're on their fifth one, wrong? So, okay. So I haven't I haven't seen the 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 fifth one, but the first the first four were pretty good. Okay. It's, so it's, so it's pretty good comedy, huh? Yeah, and, and it's and it's kind of nice because like it's not like it's not like a comedy ha ha comedy. Yeah. It's more like a you know, like a learning you know kids learning to grow up, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of drama, a little bit of a. You know, comedy. So it it it's 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 pretty entertaining. Well, that's good because you know sometimes we need things like that to help us you know get away from the shit that's going on in the world. I know because everything's like a shitstorm right now. I'll tell you that right now. <sighs> it's like it's like crazy. I mean, you got got the virus. Between everything like, between everything going on with COVID and abortion in Texas, and you know the, just everything is just you know it's, we need some good comedy yeah. you know we need some stuff to you, get did, us out of this did funk. you hear that joe rogan got that covid <sighs> yeah i did i did <laughs> i was like and then like we, it's kind of pissed me off because like this whole time he was like all you have to do is like be healthy right you know just yeah. take your vitamins and yeah and just be healthy you know don't don't take the don't take the vaccine and you know you don't know what's going on with that thing it's you know it's it's like if it's broken science don't don't trust it kind of deal yeah, didn't a lot of people get mad at him for that? Yeah, but but then like he gets COVID, right? So and then he's like, well, you know, I tried, I had this done. This basically, you know, spending thousands, thousands of dollars on like experimental stuff, uh huh. That so that he can, so he can make it through COVID, right? It's yeah. Like, and we're like, well, what happened to just being healthy, right? You're, you know, just <laughs> lifting and and taking your vitamins, but all of a sudden, yeah. like you're getting like all this like this special treatment that only like somebody like you could get. <laughs> Oh shit! You know, it's like, like he was getting all the special shit. And he well, still yeah, got he, his. He gets on. Right. He's like, you know, like, well, I I quarantined myself off on on a on a part of my part of my mansion, basically, so my uh-huh. family wouldn't get it. So, oh, you have that option to be able to like just quarantine yourself. Your house is so big that you could just quarantine yourself off from your whole family. 
Jeez. Kind of deal. And then like, yeah, and people were getting upset. Well, I I was kind of like, you know, I like Joe Rogan. You know, yeah. I I enjoy his, I enjoy his show. We don't but we don't like, wish harm on anybody. Yeah, I, and I'm glad he's making it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, and he and he claims that he's an idiot and he doesn't know anything. But the thing is, like he, he pretty much is pretty hardcore about not taking Health. the yeah, and not about not taking the vaccine and and is he really? Well, he's always like, oh, we don't know, we don't, we don't know those, the, the science is true. Mm-hmm. It was like, there's not enough, you know. He's always kind of, there's he was only making it so that his listeners will, will think that there's something wrong with that vaccine. That you know, oh, you're, see, you're I haven't up. listened in a while, so whatever you say, I, I so, mean, I, okay, that's that's the way it seems to me. I mean, okay, and it, it just kind of annoyed me now that like he's got sick and all of a sudden he's like taking all these fucking precautions and 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 then like, you know making it sound like like you know like it was just like be like before like it was just like oh you just got to be healthy that's only that's the way you you know you can survive it. He's like no, you you pretty much took every precaution that you could. Mm-hmm. You know, in, injecting yourself with everything, you know, everything you Didn't could he to take survive. That ivermectin. That he that, took like the, he took a shitload that, of stuff like <laughs> that, that. Those horse, you know, worm pills. Yeah, that's what ivermectin is, right? He yeah, took that too. But he took a bunch of like a bunch of stuff. Like I can't remember. He named off a ton of shit. Hmm. And I was like, I was like, well, it must be nice to be able to, you know, get access to all that. And so was it stuff that that's not available to the public? Like that's super expensive? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like so like DNA stuff and just. just oh, really? That yeah, stuff? yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you listen to it, he he goes off on I think on on uh, Twitter or whatever, not Twitter, but uh, Instagram or something. He had to post up a video. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it kind of bothered me that he did that because I'm like, you know, all this time. I mean, people listen to what you say. I mean, you yeah. might you might even though you say like, well, I'm just an idiot. But people think that you're super smart, and because you got money, and you have mm-hmm. influence. Yeah, exactly. You should have been, you know, you should have been telling people to be more careful with that. I mean, if you're that, if you're that freaked out when you get it, then you know, these other guys, these people that listen to you, a lot of them, you know, are just like high school or uh, high school, you know, college kids, and they don't have the resources he has. Not just that, but they just they'll just believe. They want to believe whatever. Right? Sometimes people want to believe the best. Uh, yeah, it says right here that he had he had previously stated that young and healthy should not worry about being vaccinated against COVID, and he has also taken mo- monoclonal antibodies and prednisone to treat the disease. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's too. I mean, not like again. I don't want him to be hurt. I don't want anyone to die from this. Or no, I'm like I'm that. glad that he. You know, I'm glad that he came <clears throat> out of this all right. And is he is he through it? Is he has he already got over it then? I think he was like three days into it when I when I okay. heard about it, but then you know, and he's a healthy guy, so I'm sure he'll be all right. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Even though they say sometimes you know, like you can be healthy for the first three, you know, look, it seems like you're getting over it and you can you know relapse, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he'll. I mean, he's got enough money to be okay. Oh yeah, so so remember the remember Donald Trump had taken when he got it that he had taken. I guess monoclonal antibodies is also what he took. That's what they gave yeah. him. So <clears throat> I, maybe it is something that's pretty expensive. Yeah, they 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 jacked they jacked him full of stuff. So he yeah, they yeah. You, if you, even if your body wants to die, all these drugs won't let it. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, very much. Yeah, <laughs> so basically keep you keep you alive. You know. Um, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, I I remember hearing about that. How he was saying that like I I didn't know he was telling people not to probably get vaccinated. I I, I hadn't listened to him in so long since he went to Spotify. I kind of 
stopped, you know, because mm. when he was on YouTube, it was a little bit easier for me to listen to it. Yeah. But now that he's not, all I do is YouTube just has like certain clips. Yeah. And I, don't know. I wouldn't say he was telling people not to. He was just making it. <clears throat> he was questioning it, right? He was making it very like, how do I say this? If you were to he's listen to him, he was making you question, right? He would make no? you question it to the point where you're like, you know, maybe I shouldn't get this at all, you know, because I mean, mm-hmm. and basically just like he would he would spout off like <clears throat> he got in trouble a couple times for just spouting off like studies that didn't even they didn't even say what he was saying they were saying. Oh, okay. Or the actual people who conducted the studies were like, no, that's not how that works. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, the virus, like the like the stuff, like the the, the vaccines don't really work, or like people still get, you know, people can still mm-hmm. die and stuff. Just, just like you know, kind of just like mis, mis- uh, just basically just saying, just giving stu- kind of like stupid questionable shit. information, yeah, yeah, questionable information to the public. You know, like you, I know you think you keep, I know you keep telling people that you're dumb and nobody should listen to you or whatever, but you know that people do. Yeah, people. A lot of people take them, and, and, and that's a lot of not just him, but like I remember when I used to listen to our, you know, we talked about Art Bell, right? Remember on Coast to Coast, and Art Bell, you know, people would call in then when George Norrie took over. Like I remember listening that when George Norrie first took over, you know, because I still wanted to listen to a lot of you know creepy and unknown stuff, and people would call in and they'd ask him, and I and I remember thinking. People would be like scared, like, do you think, you know, what's going to happen in 2012? And they're like, they're asking him, like, he's some type of knowledge, like yeah, know-it-all like prophet. Knows. And I remember thinking, why the fuck are you asking him? Like, he doesn't have a science degree. He's not an engineer. <laughs> you know, none of that's, you know, n- nothing like that. I mean, he's he's a host. You know, he talks to a lot of people, but what is he going to tell you? And and people were going to him for answers. Yeah. And I remember thinking, and then he's answering them like, like yes, this is, like, yes, my son. You know, like, this is what it is. I'm like, yeah. Fuck you. I just remember thinking, you know what? I'm not, I don't know. It, it just kind of irritated me. Not, And it, it's not the people's fault because they're the ones who are kind of stupid to do that. But the way he was acting, like he was, he had answers. Mm. That's what kind of irritated me. Like, come on, man. You don't, I don't, I don't have a science degree. I'm not going to tell anybody about antibodies or anything like that about this. I have no business doing that. And so, I don't know. It's just, that's too bad. And again, I hope Joe gets better and, Maybe he'll be a little more cautious about what he talks about. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but maybe the fact that he got over it so quick might be like, "Well, see, I told you." you yeah, know, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, I, it's nothing to worry about. Yeah, it's nothing to worry about. Remember, Donald Trump said that too, right? Yeah. So I, I was like, know. "See, I, I'm, I'm assuming he's smarter than that, and he'll like, uh, he he won't go to that direction." But uh, we'll find out. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right, so we should probably get to the weird and wild. Let's do some. Uh, funny before we do the scary so we're gonna take a break and we get back we'll do weird wild news thanks for everyone for coming back so we got this first story here a woman arrested for masturbating with a vibrator on a georgia beach told police she did not think anyone witnessed her self-pleasure session because it only took her 20 seconds to orgasm according to a police report that's pretty quick yeah (laughs) Responding to a 5.30 p.m. report of a woman performing a sexual act on the beach, Tybee Island cops last month interviewed a witness who said the female suspect placed a towel on the sand and then opened her backpack and removed what looked like a vibrator. The woman, told the, woman the witness told police, began using the apparent vibrator to masturbate, adding that she could hear her moaning. After about five minutes, the woman gathered her belongings and departed. 
The, wit- <laughs> the witness, cops noted, recorded the suspect's actions. A review of the video showed the suspect, who was wearing a one-piece green bikini, retrieve an unknown item from her backpack. The woman then, quote, spread her legs apart and put both of her hands in between her legs, unquote, police reported. <laughs> so <laughs> so investiga- investigators, sub- sub- <laughs> investigators subsequently located the suspect, Christina Revels Glick, 34, at a nearby restaurant. Now, Revels Glick, a Georgia resident who lives about 40 miles from the Tybee Island, reportedly admitted to masturbating at the beach with her vibrator. She told him that she did all that shit, right? She put the, her hands between her legs and sitting on the towel. and But she said it was no problem because she didn't believe anybody saw her. So it's no big deal. Don't worry about it, cops. You know, it's, uh, But she got booked for indecent exposure and disorderly conduct. And she uttered that she was sorry for what she did and that she did not think anyone saw her because it only took her 20 seconds of orgasm. So we all know women don't take 20 seconds. So... <laughs> Not if, you, not if you don't do it right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, well, I'm surprised anybody said anything because usually, like, if a woman does it, nobody really cares, and people are just like, yeah, unless oh, it's another that. woman. Yeah, well, that's true. Remember, women. Remember, women yeah. hate women. Right? <laughs> 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 women hate women. You know that, right? We've yeah. all worked at in in workplaces. Women are jealous of women. So, yeah, they're probably like mad because they couldn't do it themselves. Exactly, something, yes. right? They're like, like fuck no one, this bitch. But nobody's stopping you. You can, if you want to masturbate, that's fine. Yeah, you know, so, if a guy was watching her, he would just record it and just watch. Record. Yeah, he's not gonna. Let me get my phone out. Tell anyone. He's gonna hope that he's gonna, <laughs> you know, hope to see her do it again. He's gonna show up the next day and hope <laughs> that she's working again with like five of his friends. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a woman who. Turn her in. Turn her in. So uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I got a story here from Madison, Wisconsin. So a Madison police say they were able to track down a man wanted in a weapon offense after he was sprayed by a skunk Monday night. So officers were originally sent to Bram Street near the near an energy center just before 9 p.m. Monday after getting reports a man who was uh, high on narcotics and acting out of control while holding a knife. The man 37. The man, 37-year-old Michael Ring, allegedly ran off, leading the officers uh, canvassing the area. During the time he tried to hide, police say Ring was apparently sprayed by a skunk. So they <laughs> so they were easily able to find him. He was eventually found cutting a vehicle's tires with the knife that was and was arrested. Police say mm-hmm. they took him to the hospital uh, for medical clearance before booking him into the Dane County Jail. On ten of charges of discharging bodily fluids on public safety workers, <laughs> resisting arrest, disorderly conduct while armed, criminal damage to property, and a previous warrant. Oh man! So if he wouldn't have confronted Pepe Le Pew, he would have probably made it. He probably would have got out of there. I know, but they were Pepe. able to track him down because he smelled so bad. That's bad, man. I remember sometimes skunks being outside our house, and the dogs would attack them, and the dogs would get sprayed, and it's like, oh god. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that I shit's remember, bad. I remember that where they would come back with a porcupine. Oh, with the porcupine needles in their, their face. And you have to pull oh, them out. Ugh. I know. That was. I remember my dad having to pull them out. Oh, man. That's tough. That's tough for that guy who stinks like <laughs> porcupine. Or seems like a skunk. Skunk, but good luck, guy. So I got this next story here. So th- this one I can totally relate to. A judge has ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay $30,441 to their son for getting rid of his pornography collection. 
What? Oh, they got yeah. rid of it. So yeah, that and he. So listen here, U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney's decision this week came eight months after David Working, forty-three, won a lawsuit against his parents. He said they had no right to throw out his collection of films, magazines, and other items. Working had lived at their Grand Haven home for about ten months after a divorce before moving to Muncie, Indiana. So the judge followed the value set by an expert. MLive.com reported Working's parents also must pay 14500 to the son's attorney. <laughs> After moving to Indiana, Working learned that his possessions were missing. So uh, the dad said, Frankly, David, I did a big favor of getting rid of all this stuff. So, yeah, he, he, so he got divorced. He moved in with his parents for 10 months, you know, probably to you know, get on his feet. He had all his porn and shit. Mm. And then he moved out. And then his parents threw all that out. Like, oh, this is probably the devil's work, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is all the devil stuff. So they threw out all his porn, and now they have to pay him thirty grand, $30,441. Uh, after they yeah. let him have a place to stay just because they threw his porn away? They th- yeah. I don't know what kind of porn that was. It must be I know. Maybe it was like cla- Maybe it was like classic you know, it could have been, yeah, collectors like porn, K- yeah, some K Parker, you know, some taboo, you know, old stuff, like stuff that was really good or Deep Throat. Remember Deep Throat? <laughs> oh, maybe it could have been some yeah. like classic stuff that was worth money. But even then, thirty like, grand, thirty grand, man, that's a lot of monies. That's so a lot of porn. It is. It sounds like good. I, like I said, I I could relate to this because I would I would be irritated too. I'd be, I would not be happy with this. They had to be collected. Cause I don't even know who has magazines anymore. I know magazines. Like who the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all signed copies of. Uh, I know Dallas I know. and all this shit. It's so old. <laughs> well, I got a story here. So authorities say a Wisconsin woman accidentally shot a friend while using the, a laser sight on her handgun to play with a cat. <laughs> So, oh fuck! So a criminal complaint charging the 19-year-old woman for with neglect using the weapon says she was visiting a Kenosha apartment Tuesday afternoon where a 21-year-old man had bought a handgun. According to the complaint filed Thursday, the woman who is witnessing said, "Who had witnessed said uh, they had been drinking, picked up the handgun, turned on the laser sight, and was pointing at the floor to get the cat to chase it, and that's when the gun went off." <laughs> oh shit! Authorities say the man was shot in the thigh and was taken to the hospital for treatment. Oh, man. That's fucked up. (laughs) That's so stupid. (laughs) Where where was this at again? Wisconsin. Oh, (laughs) I don't know. I just assume Florida. (laughs) I know that Um, does sound like a Florida thing. It does. (laughs) Sorry, Florida people, but it does sound like it. That's... That's fucked up, man. I I could totally see this happening. That's why, you know, they always teach us to be careful with guns, you know. You got to be, you know, act like adults. I guess 19 still too young to have a gun, huh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why would you Why would you, you use can. a loaded gun to do that? I mean, I don't know. I know. That's so stupid. I agree. But. It's, it's nothing make that doesn't even make sense at all, so Oh, I don't know. That's that's awesome. But I mean, it, I'm glad the guy's not dead or anything. yeah, I mean, like he did, you know, survived it. So you know, you know, there's some stories that you know when we're looking around for these news, I find someone like, oh, this is so good, but then somebody ends up dying. I'm like, Fuck, I know. It's like I, I, I do not that too. I was like, this, this sounds really funny, but uh, the guy yeah, died. Yeah, so the I don't guy. Know yeah, the man ends up dying, or you know, somebody ends up dying. It's like, ah, oh, that's gonna ruin it. <laughs> you, you ruined my story. <laughs> I know. I know. Why'd you have to die? You fucked up my story. Yeah, so, I'm glad this one didn't die. Like, fucking stupid. <laughs> stupid fucks. 
Alright, we're going to take a break here. We'll do five minutes of creepy. We'll see you guys when we get back. And we're back. This is five minutes of creepy where we tell you a little scary story just to entertain you. And this one's called Talking Dead. There I sit, eating at the kitchen table alone again in silence. The phone began to ring, but I let it go to voicemail because I didn't want to be connected to the world right now. Instead, I chose to take a shower and let the hot water beat against my body as I pondered the randomness of life. Later, before bed, I played the voicemail. It was my friend Oscar, asking how I was doing. He had grown concerned with my seclusion and wanted to make sure I was okay. I get he's concerned. It's been two years since I lost my daughter. I get he needs to connect to reach out to me, but that part of my life is gone and confiding in someone about it isn't going to bring Emily back. So on the anniversary of her death, I've chosen to isolate myself. I'm fine with drinking while watching Seinfeld reruns and scouring the internet for mental garbage. Eventually, I'll return his call, but now I can't fathom joining the real world again. Days have gone by and I'm continuing my same routine of bad TV, when all of a sudden, the answer appears to me in the form of a late night infomercial. The Talking Dead Machine. Now you too can communicate with the dead with three easy payments of $19.99. Call now. Operators are standing by. I look over at the picture on the shelf of my wife and daughter with their arms around me and I begin to tear up. I try to fight back the tears and reach for the phone and I begin to dial. A few days later, a package arrives at the front door. I bring it in and place it at the kitchen table. I spent some time just staring at the box, hesitant to use the device. Am I a fool for believing some piece of junk I bought on TV was actually going to help me talk to the dead? After a few minutes, I decided to find out. I pulled the device out of the box, which looks like an old Game Boy with different wires soldered to it, as if someone had made it in their basement, out of used parts. I read the instructions which say that it basically works like a camera, with the ability to see into the other realm. With that, I turn on the device. I look through the viewfinder, scanning the living room, then the hallways of the house, moving slowly from room to room in hopes to see Emily. I search for the whole house repeatedly and see nothing. After an hour, I give up and plop myself on the couch and toss the device on the coffee table, upset at the outcome. What a crock of shit, I say. I lay back, close my eyes, and eventually I drift off to sleep. Later, I wake up to the sounds of static coming from the device. I lean in to turn it off when I hear what sounds like Emily's voice calling out to me. I grab the device and yell, Emily, is that you? Daddy, the voice responds. It's me, honey. Where are you? I miss you and mommy, the voice says. Emily, can you tell me where you're at? I don't know. It looks like home, but it feels all wrong, she says in a distressed voice. I raise the device up to my face so I can get a good look through the screen, and it's Emily standing in the room next to me. I can see her through the viewfinder, but not in my reality. How is this happening? I whisper in disbelief. The lights begin to flicker, and a strange, deep, loud breathing sound fills the room. I start to pan the room with the device to see if I can see where it's coming from, when all of a sudden the screen goes static. I start pushing buttons and slapping the device, trying to get it to come back on with no luck. I notice the top corner of the screen. 
I see a flashing battery symbol, and the device goes completely dead. I scramble for the box, remembering a charging cord when I first went through the packaging. I grab it and plug everything in, and a message comes on the screen that says, Charge time till operational, 30 minutes. I curse and almost throw the device against the wall, but restrain myself and swiftly kick the package across the room instead. I calm down and open a bottle of whiskey and start drinking. Now I fucking wait. Ten minutes go by, and I hear the doorbell ring. Who the fuck could that be, I think to myself, as I get up to check. I open the door and it's Oscar. Frustrated, I say, Hey, what's up, Oscar? What are you doing here? I just want to see how you're holding up, he says. I'm okay. I know it sounds wrong, but since Diane left, it's been easier for me. I don't have the constant reminder of what a fuck up I am. We were having problems before the the accident. It was just getting worse. Yeah, Janie told me that she moved out. She made you some cookies. Why don't you let me come in and we'll talk? Oscar starts walking towards the door. I put my arm out and cut him off. No, no. The place is a mess. Let's, let's talk out here. I close the door and we hang out on the front porch. We stand there in uncomfortable silence when I blurt out, do you believe in the afterlife? Like ghosts and that stuff? Oscar looks up at the sky as if he's trying to listen for the answer from God himself, then asks, should I be worried about you? No, I'm not gonna off myself for anything like that. I'm just thinking about Emily. No, I think there's life after death. My grandmother used to tell me that the soul goes where it's needed after it's finished in this realm. What do you mean, where it's needed? I ask. She would say most souls would go to the other side, but some, because they feel they are needed here. They stay. Those souls are ghosts. They're trapped here. By a sense of responsibility, love, sometimes guilt. How do you free them? Oscar shrugged his shoulders and said, I don't know. My grandma used to say that her cats would tell her to steal from the corner store, but I think she just liked to steal. That woman was crazy. We both laughed. He always had a way of cheering me up. I looked at my watch and realized that the device should be close to being fully charged. I tell Oscar that I promise that we'll go golfing this weekend, and I send him off. I rush into the house and grab the device, which is now fully charged, and I turn it on. I start scanning the living room. I don't see her at all. I walk around the whole house, going from room to room like I did before. When it comes to me, I remember her favorite place, her favorite place to hide when she was scared. The hallway closet, I muttered to myself. I make my way there slowly scanning, making sure I don't miss her on the way there. I get to the closet and place my hands on the doorknob and I hear the loud breathing sound again, like a deep, terrifying growl. The lights begin to flicker and all of a sudden there's a sensation of hot breath on the back of my neck. I flinch and turn to see what it is, but there's nothing there. I reach for the doorknob again and slowly pull it open. Suddenly, something grabs the device and pulls me into the closet. I scream in terror as the device falls to the closet floor and the door slams shut, leaving me in the dark. I quickly pick the device back up and try to find the doorknob to get out when I hear a voice coming from the device. Daddy, it says. Emily, I'm here, I cry out. I look through the viewfinder to see if I can see her. And that's when the loud growling starts up again. I see her face through the screen and she signals for me to be quiet. It's looking for us, she says. What is it? I ask. 
it won't let me leave the house, she tells me as she places her ears up to the door. The sounds of the creature grow louder, so loud I feel as though it's in the closet with us. When the sound stops, it becomes dead quiet. Suddenly the door flies open and Emily is pulled out of the door. She grabs the device and I'm being pulled out as well. I brace both my feet on each side of the door frame and hold on as tight as I can. Emily suspended in the air holding onto the device with her legs being pulled by the creature. I look into the viewfinder and I see Emily screaming but the force is too strong for me to hold on much longer. I yell at her to forgive me. I blame myself for her death. I should have paid more attention. I was too busy arguing with her mother to realize that she went out into the road to chase her ball. Emily grips the device even harder and yells, I forgive you, Daddy. I won't let you go. You need me. When she said that, it hit me. I realized what the creature was. It was my guilt, my depression, all my sadness. It was me. I had been holding on to the pain so much it had manifested into this dark demon. I had been trapping her in this house. I could see the creature now grabbing onto her legs. It was just a dark version of myself, made up of what looked like black smoke. It looked back at me with its red eyes and I could see its pain. I looked back at Emily and say, I love you, sweetheart, but I need you to leave the house. Can you do that for me? She smiles and nods. She begins to glow in a bright white light and vanishes from the viewfinder. The creature disappears and I fall back into the closet, breaking the device almost in half. I get up and look it over and read the label. Made in China. No wonder. Cheap piece of garbage, I say as I toss it to the trash. Everything feels lighter now. I haven't lost the pain, but I feel like I can learn to deal with it now. Yeah, that was that was an interesting story, man. That was that seemed kind of creepy, you know, seeing talking to your dead daughter and uh, that growling. I think that would scare me, you know, hearing that and knowing that's basically yourself. Yeah, but like, cause you kind of figured it out towards the end, but like, it's just mm-hmm. like it's just his pain, you know, his suffering, yeah, just suffering and pain. I thought it was pretty good because he it kind of goes in of like the idea of death and. Mm-hmm what happens after and, and and yeah we've talked about that we don't know what yeah. happens after yeah and that's what's so scary and because and, i mean we're just kind of left with it you know mm-hmm. like if somebody dies and you're just you're left with yeah. that I, that idea and you're that person's gone and you, what, do you, what do you do i know besides you know well you know what's weird is in other cultures you know like 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 in mexico for you know we have dia de los muertos you know where mm-hmm. you know you celebrate the dead a lot of a lot of co- some cultures celebrate when people die like hey they're moving on right they're ascending they're going to mm-hmm. another the next level you know here in the states we you know it's and a lot of other countries too not just the states but you know there's a lot of sadness and sorrow and you're gonna miss them and it's it's just weird i guess how you grow up some people see it as a as a you know it's your next that's part of life right death is life mm. you know and well, it is yeah it, yeah when you think about it that way and, you know, I've had these conversations with people at lunch, you know, it's been like, you know, well, what if death is just, you know, what what if being on earth, you're being held back, you know, you're, you're able to just, you know, elevate, yeah, you know, move on to the next on level. level. You're in level yeah. one forever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're being hindered by diseases, famine, you know, worry, you know, whatever guilt, you know, and in, in the mix, you also have love and, and happiness, but, you know. Not everyone's always happy, you know. It seems like we tend to see the negative more than the positive, and 
I yeah. guess you could see that as a, you know, a hindrance. But, uh, you know, but nobody really wants to, like, well, I don't want to die because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I might go to hell. You know, I might go to heaven. Yeah. I'm not, I might just go to sleep. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and, you know, this guy, he totally felt that. And I, I could totally, I could totally get that, right? Because if you blame yourself for somebody that you love, especially your daughter, the dying, yeah, that's going to be total, like, 100% guilt. Like, you're just going to be total distressed and just depressed. And that's hard. Yeah. yeah that would be very difficult, I think. Yeah, I, I kind of like the aspect that it, with the technology trying to. <laughs> I know, trying see to. From the, see it see yes. from the other side. It was kind of good. Uh, yeah, I think movie, we, uh, oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. No, see, I just kind of made, when you said technology, it reminds me of that movie. Remember that one? Um, not Scanners. What was along the long, you know, with like Kiefer Sutherland and all them back in the day? And I think they redid it. Is that the one where they, uh, like, they're flatline? Yeah, flatliners. There you go. Yeah, like how they're trying to, like. Like die and then come back and then they, yeah. they bring, bring something back. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that was that's what it kind of made me think of, you know, when you said the technology and use the technology because you know, like I said, that was, I remember liking that movie, seeing it back back in nineteen ninety. Yeah. I remember thinking it was, I should see that one again because I remember, like I said, I, I think they did a remake of it and I heard it was really shitty. Yeah, I heard, I heard it was because it was like a, a while ago that remake. Twenty seventeen. Like, yeah, it wasn't that recent. So it's, it's been a couple years. Yeah, it's been like four years. But yeah, the, the first one, the first one, I remember really liking that one. Like I said, I remember seeing it and I was like, man. It just made well, me think, like, what does happen after death? Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting because I mean, you always hear the life after death stuff, mm-hmm. and you're and you're like, well, yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to be able to to research that further and actually get maybe some answers to find out what's going on or what happens after. But, I know, I, just I, I don't know. I've been I've been listening to a lot of these like uh, they're talking about like the real world being more of a more of a hologram. Uh huh. And like then, when a matrix or something, kind of, kind of a matrix, but more of like the like the universe is basically, basically it's not it's real, but it's not like everything's made up of light, and light is. I I don't know how to explain it because I'm I'm still trying to understand it too because it's it's like really, really technical I guess way, but like everything's like made of like waves or or, or like a. Is it's like a hologram basically, so mm-hmm. like to to us it's like a real, but like like when you die or when when you go, you just basically you're you just like put back into into the system, I guess. Okay, but, but no, I just thought it was kind of interesting. No, I agree. I think I think it's I think it's you know it's very interesting. Like I said, we've talked about it before. You know, it's one of the biggest questions is what happens. No, and and yeah. depending on what what you believe, what you're or what you see, you know, when some of the people who die and they come back, they see different things. Everyone sees something different. But again, is that just your brain shutting down? Yeah, you know, and it's making up something that you might have it might have yeah, learned you, as you read as when you were a kid or whatever. Yeah, right? it's like it's, your brain trying to just grasp for whatever while you mm-hmm. die. Exactly. And you just go back. Well, I mean, a lot of people think. I think of it as more like, uh, like I mean, we before we were born. I mean, we did not exist. Yeah, okay. we we were we weren't in the we weren't here for billions of years, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we like show up. We exist for what, 50, 60, 70 years, mm-hmm. and then you just cease to exist again. So I mean, you're just basically a blip. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you want to look at it like that your, way. Your existence, like, I mean, more likely, like, you're just like a... It's like a fraction of a fraction of time that you're just here. So when you say that, I remember watching... There was an actual episode on Untold Mysteries, and there was a kid who was really... He was like, I think, when they were doing the show, this is, again, like 20 years ago, but um, the kid was like, you know, maybe like nine or eight or nine, maybe 10, <clears throat> and they were talking, and he was super intelligent. This boy was like super smart. I think he was like 10 or 11. He was already in like college, like almost going about to graduate, but he was a real smart boy, and he was real nice, and his mom was staying home and, and was like homeschooling him, or had been since he was like six, because he could like already like speak sentences when he was like two months old or three months old. Mm-hmm. Like this kid was super smart and he had, and you know, they were talking about his whole life and stuff like that. And his mom was like really good with him and she just, you know, helped him and catered him and just, just like, you know, just was perfect for him. You know, she just, she, she just did the part. She didn't like leave it to the to teachers or instructors. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a good family unit. And she, they had said like the boy had, had told her, when he was like probably like six or seven, maybe five, he had told her that he was alive before he was born. And I, they think he was talking to like a god or whatever, some deity. Mm-hmm. And whoever was in charge of the factory asked him like, who do you want your mom to be? And he, he chose the mom that he has now. He says, I want to be born to her. She seems like a good person. Um, I think I'd be happy with her. And he like he basically spoke like he was alive, like his soul was already alive. I'm not I'm not disputing what you're saying. All I'm saying is it was another take. It was interesting, but he basically got to choose mm-hmm. who he was born to, what his life would be like, um, yada yada yada, things like that. Kind of like, like, like a like a video game. Like he's like, oh, you you play this game exactly. Choose your characters, choose yeah, your, exactly, your yeah, choose, exactly. Yeah. That's what it was. And I was like, wow, you know, I was like. I've only ever heard of that like one other time in a different story that I'd read, like uh, on a legend, you know, true story where a different guy had said that he had died. And when he died, he was basically in front of like some type of like, <laughs> you're going to laugh. It was basically like he was like a lizard king type person. Yeah. And the lizard king, he had to bow to him. The lizard, And he told the lizard king's like, do you want to go back to earth or do you want to stick around? And he's like, I'd go back. He's like, okay, you got to get in line. You know, we'll send you back. You'll be, you'll be in a different body. So this is like the reincarnation type thing, right? Um, that's that's what it reminded me of that type of aspect but I've never really heard of people maybe I just haven't read enough stuff but I haven't really heard a lot of people talking about um, talking to other people like choosing to come back or choosing mm-hmm. what they want to do before they, they're born yeah but I, like I said I thought it was really interesting because like that kid had a really high IQ and like I said he was super intelligent super bright good per- he seemed like a good person like a nice kid and uh yeah, it was it was interesting. Like I said, his mom was like perfect for him, and like I said, he he chose it all. He chose what he wanted. He was able to. Get, he was given the choice, and, and he, he re- took it. So and he remembered all of it. He remembered it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah, he remembered, you know, having those conversations and choosing his mom. So yeah. Yeah, we'll never interesting know until, shit. until we go through it again, and even then, maybe we'll forget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Probably forget, like I forgot now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what are we talking so, about? <laughs> so let's take a break. and we come back, we'll do the main topic, which is uh, music conspiracies. All right. Thanks, everyone, for coming back. So I don't know about you, man. I like a lot of music. I like listening to a lot of things, you know, over my lifetime. There's been stuff that happened before we were born and stuff that are happening mm-hmm. now. And I'm sure there's future shit, but 
Do you ever hear the Twenty Seven Club? I have. I'm I'm not a huge music fan. Like I do like music. I do listen to it, but I'm I'm more mm-hmm. of like a like a talk radio guy. But okay, I have over the years heard of the Twenty Seven Club. So the Twenty Seven Club, it was basically like Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Kirk Cobain. Like those are some people that are allegedly part of that club. And if you haven't heard who any of those people are, you're pretty fucking in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get a radio. Yeah, exactly. Other people who have included in this club are like Jonathan Brandis, Amy Winehouse, and Anton Yalkin. So the thing that they have in common is that they all died under extremely tragic circumstances at the age of 27. So, of course, we, Jonathan Brandis and Kurt Cobain committed suicide. Uh, Janis Joplin injected herself with heroin in a hotel room. And she fell over and died. You know, hit her head and died. Mm. You know, um, now, there was rumors started, you know, that saying that celebrities were timing their deaths so they can join the club. Like, this is an exclusive thing, right? When you hit 27, you want to join this club, right? Almost To me, it sounds like a cult, right? Like, like why would yeah, you want to do that? kind of culty, yeah. Yeah. But another rumor had it that those who had already joined the club all had a big white lighter in their pockets at the time that they died, right? So... That was supposed to be like their call. Like, this is my calling card. Like, this is how I'm part of the club. I have this white lighter. So this led to widespread belief that white lighters were harbingers of bad luck. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But the white lighter myth is still going strong despite factual evidence that Bic didn't even start producing white lighters until several years after the deaths of the original 27 members. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So... I don't know. I I think I, I don't know. I don't smoke, so I I've never really had lighters or anything. I just had them like for fireworks and shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I never had a white lighter. I'd never thought about it. But uh, so I got this next one here. So it's we all know who the Beatles are, right? Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. So it was rumored that in 1967 that Paul McCartney died in a car accident and was replaced with a lookalike. I don't know if you heard about this one. I remember hearing about this. I have heard about this one. Yeah. Yeah, so conspiracy theorists they point they point to two records from the Beatles that con- that you know allegedly are true that confirm that he died. Right, the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band is believed to be McCartney's burial record. Now the cover features a hand above McCartney's head, which indicates he's being blessed and given last rites. And in the inside jacket of the record, he's facing backwards while the rest of the band is facing the viewer. So that's like they're, they're assuming like he's that's proof that he's different, it's right? It's not giving up. It's not the real, yeah, yeah. That's a, something's, something's up. Exactly. Well, he's di- like what's different than the rest? One of them is right. How? Oh, well, he died. Abbey Road conspiracy conspiracy theorists say in his funeral procession album it features McCartney barefoot, which symbolizes Paul being out of step with his living bandmates. So, the rumors of his death were so prevalent. He had to, in Life magazine, like in, in issue in 1969, he had to explain, like, no, the rumors probably started because I haven't really been in the press lately, and you know, I've done too, I've done enough press in my lifetime. I'm just kind of sick of it, right? You know, people say whatever they want, but you know, they just, I don't know. I, it's 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 interesting because like when you look at those albums, like I said, he's he's out of step with the others, so everyone's like, oh my, it has to has to mean something. Everyone always has to look for a meaning in something, so. Either, you know, you like to look at things as glass half full, half empty, and in this one, they're thinking he's dead, like he's not part of them. Uh, it would have been interesting if they would have found, like, real records of his death, you know, <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. They could have proved it if it actually was true, but interesting, no doubt. So, this next one here, 
um I don't know if I, I mean I like I said I like a lot of music the, a funk group you know the Ohio players you, you ever heard the song uh, Love Roller Coaster you remember that one mm, no I probably okay, have so I just haven't I, I, you probably have yeah so during the during the song you know during editing the sound engineer failed to remove a woman's scream in the middle of the track oh so, yeah I have heard you remember that, that one yeah 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 so, so about a year after the, the song was released to the public, you know, some theories, you know, crazy, you know, theories started, you know, coming about. Some say that a Playboy model, Esther Cordet, was fe- who was featured on the cover of the album, was burned. Because on the cover, she's like pouring like honey on herself, right? Mm-hmm. And it says that she was burned by hot honey as she screamed. Her voice was recorded in the studio, right? They're saying that was that's what happened. That sounds kind of and it, dumb because, like, why would she be like pouring honey like while they're recording the music? <laughs> I know, I know that that would be totally off to the side, you know, another place, whatever. I know. Uh, an extended version of this tale says that she suffered permanent injuries from the honey and that she was going to sue the band. So, and that the band manager couldn't get her to change her mind, so he stabbed her to death. So, allegedly, since she was killed just outside the studio, her dying screams were recorded over the mics. Of course, there were other theories surrounding the scream, including that it was a sound of a mental patient in an asylum being subjected to terrible torture, or even a rabbit being killed and screaming as it dies, right? <laughs> so much shit. But it was later revealed that Billy Beck, one of the members of the Ohio Players, is the one who produced the scream. There's a lot of people, of course, who refuse to believe that, right? It's got it's to it's be it's got to be the fucking honey, or it's got to yeah. be the rabbits, you know? It's, it's got to be the simplest solution. Exactly. You know, it's, that's one of those things like now, you know, like you said, we've talked about in the news. People won't accept things. It's, nope, I'm not going to accept it, you know, no matter it's, what you it's, say. It's weird how people, like, will accept the craziest fucking theories. I know. And then, like, you, you give them something that's like, well, you know, it was it was just a simple thing. And then nobody. This is will, how, yeah. Yeah. This is how it's explained. This is why it does it. Nope. Nope. God did it. You know, it's like, oh, God. So. Another thing here, another one was that uh, some believe that Michael Jackson's accidental drug overdose was not an an accident at all, but rather it was Iranian government's well-orchestrated attempt to divert Western media coverage of the Iranian Revolution in June 2009. You remember the Iranian Revolution? Man, no. You remember that at all? Yeah, exactly. That that's what they're saying because everyone, when Michael died, everyone was talking about Michael, right? Yeah. So. What happened was Iranians protested and disputed president, presidential elections of Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. <laughs> I sound stupid for not being able to pronounce that, but <laughs> as he was reelected, yeah. So, so they, so they disputed his election. So, the Iranian government tried to block the news coverage, and the people took to social media to get word out to the, about the revolution. But in the United States, everyone was talking about Michael Jackson. And that was the whole point of it, right? Is that the Iranians diverted everybody, allegedly, to to avoid that, you know, what was going on there to talk about Michael Jackson. Because, again, I remember that. In 2009, everyone was, everything was about Michael Jackson. You know, I I was a fan of Michael Jackson's music. So I remember mm-hmm. watching it. As, and, I mean, I probably wasn't, like, as big as everyone else was. Oh, he took all these pills. You know, I was just I was just more bummed that he died. I wasn't trying to figure it out or anything but mm. um this is a this is a weird one here so uh Dwayne Allman he was the leader of the Allman Brothers band and this is in the 70s and this is a, this is, like I said this is an odd one but October 29th 1970 Allman overdosed and was rushed to a hospital in Nashville so doctors were not hopeful that he would pull through 
at this point, this is where the story gets a little bit weird. So it's claimed that Barry Oakley, which was the bass guitarist of the band, entered into a pact with God. Mm-hmm. So he had pleaded to God for Almond to live for another year so he would be able to continue his music career and carry on doing what he loves. And miraculously, Almond survived. So, Man, you October only asked for 29th. An extra year? I don't know why an extra year. That's what I'm saying. This is what's <laughs> weird. Like, Seems like you would ask for like another 20 years, yeah, right? 20, 30 years at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, again, one year later, on October 29, 1971, Dwayne Allman drove his Harley down Hillcrest Avenue in Macon. Approaching Bartlett Street, a flatbed truck stopped unexpectedly in front of him, causing Allman to swerve sharply. He hit the truck anyway and was thrown from his motorcycle. The bike landed on him, crushing his internal organs. Oh, damn. And he, and he died in the hospital hours later, exactly a year to the date that his badmate allegedly made his bargain with God. Usually people make bargains with the devil, right? <laughs> that's, mm. that's what I think of, you know. But again, one year, I'm not sure why you would say that. Yeah, it seems like a, <laughs> a little like hokey, right? Yeah, you didn't really ask for much. I mean, what what's that extra year going to do, really? And again, what if what if that's all God gave him? Like, fuck you. Like, I'll give you one year, asshole. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe like talked him down or like. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, no, no, no. He asked for 10 uh, years. He's like, uh, I'll give you one more year. Exactly. Well, I'll show. Well, maybe God was like, "I'll give him a month." He's like, "Well, maybe we'll do a year." You know, it's me in the middle. <laughs> <Talked> him up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's 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 weird. Who, who knows? Who who knows what God wants? Right? So, so this next one here is um, a, a lot of conspiracy theorists believe that Jay Z is a member of a secret society called the Illuminati, which has the ability to control world affairs. You know, we've talked about the Illuminati, right? But. Mm. Um, conspiracy theorists say that the rapper's diamond cutter hand symbol, like he always makes that diamond, you know, with his hand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? They believe that to be connected with the Illuminati, like the all-seeing eye and the pyramid symbols. I mean, remember on the back of the dollar and stuff? Mm. The all-seeing eye. Uh, they also believe that Jay-Z has the power of mind control and time travel. So, so in 2013, a curator of the New York Public Library unearthed a Sid Grossman photograph from 1939 that depicts two men one of which looks very similar to the Brooklyn-style born rapper. So, I guess other people who allege are part of the Illuminati are Beyonce, Rihanna, Keisha, David Bowie, Lena Del Rey. They were all part of it. David Bowie's dead now. but um, Or is he? I know, right? But, yeah, I guess he time travels, too. So, yeah, <laughs> it's so. Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, this, like, have you seen some of those pictures? Like, Eddie Murphy is a guy that looks like him from, like, like nineteen ten. Yeah, I seen a couple. I I think yeah. I've seen the the two, the, not the Tupac, but the uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I've seen the um, Nicholas Cage one. The, I've Matthew seen the Jay Z pictures. I do look yeah. exactly like Jay Z. I know. <laughs> Time travel. That's awesome. If he is, man, more power to you, man. <laughs> like, that's pretty crazy. So I got this last one here. So, uh, the King Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. You know, growing so up, this- I remember. I remember that was a big deal. Growing up, Elvis. I remember like yeah, because I remember everything. Like, there's like like there's a lot of movies. Myths. Yeah, well, they made like movies about it, and mm-hmm. and they like people were still seeing like Elvis. All remember? The, it was like in the 80s, and they were still talking about Elvis. Like like people had seen him at the you know, exactly. At, oh, at I saw him at 7-Eleven. Yeah, 7-Eleven yeah. truck stop. It <laughs> yeah. was like such a big deal. It was. Somebody caught him taking a shit outside, you know, at the gas station. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was Elvis. I know it was him. So. Allegedly, this myth here, there's lots of myths, but this is the one we're going to talk about. When he was born, his family doctor claimed that a strange, unexplained light shone over the house that the baby 
Elvis was in. So adult Elvis eventually claimed that he had been telepathically visited by aliens at age, at age 8 who showed him his future in music. He also claimed to have seen many UFOs. So it's no surprise that the following that following hot on the heels of Elvis's life theory, you know, like we just said, came that Elvis has been abducted by aliens theory. So claims were made that he was not dead but instead had been abducted by the aliens. The reason the aliens had heard his music and simply could not pass up the chance to meet their idol in person. <laughs> That's so. him swinging his hips. Yeah. <laughs> so, in addition to this madness, not long after his funeral, rumors of the singer being an FBI mole and had gone into into hiding began, you know, swirling around. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So he was abducted because the aliens loved his music, right? They just couldn't get enough Elvis. And <laughs> oh man, <laughs> FBI mole, you know, he's. He's Illuminati. He's everything. Elvis is everything, man. He's he's all world, right? He's all he's all dim- dimension, all galaxy, all <laughs> like Perfect he's game. one guy. There's so many mis- mysteries and conspiracies with Elvis. It's just like fuck. Well, I mean, he's the one that mostly everybody impersonated. I mean, they did, they did. I and mean, I don't know if they do it now, but growing up, that used to be a big deal. I mean, I, you know, Vegas, I think in Vegas. Is, yeah, Vegas. Was yeah, really they got Graceland, right? They got all this shit. I personally don't really care about any of it, but, you know, whatever. <clears throat> I just think that it was interesting. The aliens took him, man. Fucking, there you go. Proof aliens exist. <laughs> Cold, hard proof. Cold, hard proof. Now we know. <laughs> no, this, this, the dispute is over. Uh, aliens love Elvis. <laughs> I yeah, that's the only reason they came all the way over here just to, yeah. just to see Elvis live at case live closed in, <laughs> live in Vegas. I rest my case. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I thought some of these were pretty interesting. Like I said, the Michael Jackson one, eh, whatever. Jay Z one, sure. The Twenty Seven Club is pretty interesting. I find the Twenty Seven Club interesting because it's like there's a lot of people that died around that age. I know. Um, but, but what what I remember looking into it more, like a lot of them didn't really die at twenty seven; they just died young. And I think they. Just I think I think people want to just kind of associate yeah, it together. Just kind of threw it together to make it seem that way. The lighter yeah. thing I never really heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, white lighters in their pockets. Yeah, I, that was, I that bet was, one of them. I bet one of them had it, and everyone's like, "Oh, everybody's had them." You know? Yeah. No, who knows? I mean, I'm not around these rich people to know that, but it's totally possible. But yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought some of them were pretty interesting. The Paul McCartney yeah. one with the Beatles. It's interesting because I bet people were wondering, like, hey, why is Paul, you know, all these people, you know, everyone was obsessed with the Beatles, you know, in the 60s. And, yeah. You know, you know, they were probably, like, looking at everything they did, right? Everyone's always been under a microscope. Even nowadays, it's just worse now with social media. But back then, like, why is he looking different? You know, why is he, who oh, knows? Yeah. Like, maybe he was bad. Maybe he was fine with his bandmates. And that was him showing, like, I'm not going to conform with every I don't approve of everything we're doing on this album right so I'm gonna look the other way and maybe he did that one album and everyone brought up these conspiracies and they're like fuck it this is this is making people talk about us more even more than they already are so yeah, let's sell more records so yeah let's do more let's fucking feed their their conspiracy theories you know we know that yeah I don't know crazy yeah. exactly that's all do. good shit man yeah yep I don't know I kind of like the, the Jay-Z one where he's a time traveler I mean, yeah, that one's kind of interesting. I'd like to see see that more developed. <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah, that, 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 those are good stories. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so uh, that's probably enough for tonight. 
Thanks for everybody for getting creepy with us. And thank you for listening. And if the world doesn't end by then, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone.